As a pastor, I have many different duties and functions. One responsibility that I have is to write letters of recommendation for those who request them. Many times a letter of recommendation is needed as part of an application process. For example, when applying for entrance into a college, or applying to adopt a child, or applying for a job, applying to rent an apartment, applying for a loan, and the examples could go on and on. Sometimes those applications have reference forms that are attached. So the person completing the application, or completing the reference, does not need to write a letter, but rather simply respond to a list of questions on the printed form. Those questions reflect what behaviors and personality traits are important to those assessing the candidate under consideration. This morning, we have Paul's recommendation of Phoebe. In the short two verses that we're going to be considering together, we find both the purpose of Paul's recommendation of Phoebe and also the reasons for Paul's recommendation of Phoebe. This portion of scripture can be very instructive for us as we consider the qualities of those that we should approve for support in ministry. We're all constantly bombarded with individuals who are seeking support for their ministries. We are faced with many difficult decisions. What criteria can we use in determining who we're going to support in ministry and who we're not? Much can be learned from Paul's recommendation of Phoebe to the church at Rome. So our theme this morning is a consideration of Paul's recommendation of Phoebe to the church at Rome. The key verses, and uh, actually the only verses that we're going to be considering together this morning, comes from Romans chapter 16, the first two verses. They read, Romans 16, 1, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Sancria, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, and help her in whatever way she may need from you. For she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. We're going to draw two main points from this passage. First, the purpose for which Paul is recommending Phoebe, and then secondly, the reasons or grounds for which Paul is recommending Phoebe. So we begin with looking at the purpose for which Paul recommends Phoebe to the church at Rome. There are actually two purposes. The first is Paul recommends Phoebe because he wants the Romans to accept her in the life of the church. If you look at verse 2, it says uh, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints. We're considering that phrase that you will welcome her in the Lord. Welcoming her, of course, includes receiving Phoebe into the fellowship of the church. She is to be viewed as a part of the church. It is still customary even to this very day that when a person is seeking to transfer their membership to a church, that they have a letter of recommendation from their former church that they are a member in good standing. This recommendation of Paul fulfills that purpose. And then still further, that the Romans would receive her in a manner that is in keeping with their Christian duty and which brings glory to the gospel. We find that in the words in verse 2, 
in a way worthy of the saints. That would include ideas of providing for her food and lodging, that they would provide care for her as she visits the city of Rome, and in short, that they would fulfill all the duty and responsibilities that are delineated in Romans chapters 14 and 15 concerning those that are received into the life of the church. The second purpose that Paul has in recommending Phoebe to the Romans is that he wants them to be supportive of her ministry. She is to be helped, according to verse 2. It says, help her in whatever way that she may have need from you. Um, the terminology to help her is quite broad in nature. However, in the context, I think we can hone in on a few elements of the help that is in view in this particular instance. The help that she may need most likely is not of a personal financial uh, manner. We get that from the idea of verse 2, where she is referred to as a patron of many. I'm going to talk about her being a patron in much greater detail a little later in the message. But suffice it to say here that it most likely would denote the idea that she is a wealthy individual and she herself would not need to be financially supported, but rather that they are to help her in respect to her ministry. Support for her ministry might include financial support, not just for her, but uh, as she helps to support others, or it could refer to supplying individuals that are gonna work alongside, uh, a labor force, if you will, uh, that form can come, that help can come in a number of different forms. But the point is, she is worthy of being supported in her ministry. What we want to really focus on, though, this morning are the reasons or grounds that Paul recommends Phoebe to the church at Rome. What is the basis for Paul's recommendation of Phoebe? Why should the church at Rome want to welcome her and further, why should they be willing to assist her in her ministry? We do not know anything of Phoebe beyond what is found in these two verses of Romans. But nor did the Romans, for that matter. Uh, Phoebe was an unknown entity. So we can deduce that in these very pithy statements, we are provided with the bare minimum of details and yet the essentials of what the Romans and what we need to know. Therefore, what is revealed in these two verses is extremely important. They contain all that we and the Romans needed to know in making a wise decision in agreeing with Paul's assessment that she was worthy of their reception and support. Therefore, we're going to focus upon what we know about Phoebe as opposed to what we do not know. There is much that we could say that we do not know about her. So let's focus on what we do know. We know her name. Phoebe means radiant. Now Phoebe is a Gentile, not a Jewish name. So uh, she would have had a Gentile background. 
We do not know, however, if Phoebe's name was her given name at birth or a Christian name given to her after conversion. Whichever the case, I think it's very fair to say that Phoebe was a suitable name for this individual, uh, for she does seem to be radiant in the way in which she responds and cares for others. So what specifically are the reasons that are given in this text as to why Phoebe is to be received and supported? The first reason Paul recommends Phoebe is because she is a fellow believer in Christ. She's a fellow believer in Christ. Notice verse 1. I commend to you our sister, Phoebe. She is identified as a true believer in Jesus Christ by referring to her as a sister. The word sister here does not mean that she is a biological sibling to Paul, but rather a spiritual sister to Paul. Matthew 12, 20 says, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. There is a familial relationship that is established among those who know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I love that imagery and the terminology of brother and sister in the Lord. In fact, I often refer to fellow believers as a brother or as a sister. But she is not simply Paul's sister. She is also the Roman's sister. Notice in verse 1 it says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe. Paul uses the plural pronoun our, not my sister. We know that this is not an editorial we. There are uh, those that uh, would uh, say that this is an editorial we. An editorial we is when a writer refers to himself or herself in the plural as opposed to the singular. It is a common writing style. But that is not the case here. And we can say that with certainty. For if you look at verse 2, the very next verse, Paul refers to her as a helper of himself. Singular, not plural. Notice verse 2. For she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. He doesn't say and of us as well. So Paul is not utilizing an editorial we in verse 2. Therefore, we should not assume that he's utilizing an editorial we in verse 1. Uh, she is our sister, meaning that there is an instant relationship that she has to all believers, not just Paul. She was sister to those at Rome, even though they had not yet personally become acquainted with her. And that's how we should view all believers. Whether or not um, we know them personally, whether or not we have an intimate relationship to them, if they are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, we should receive or welcome them as an individual who is our fellow brother 
or sister in Christ. The fact that Paul begins his recommendation of Phoebe to the church at Rome by introducing her as a fellow believer in Christ is extremely important. So too today, uh, to be received into membership of the church, one must be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is foundational. Now, that is what the entire relationship of the church body is consistent of. The fact that we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is crucial. Also, being a believer in Christ is the first step in gaining support for Christian ministry. We do not want to be supporting people in service for the Lord who are not born again, who do not have a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it is that uh, usually on a reference for an individual that is uh, going to be engaged in Christian service, there is a question, an initial question, about their salvation. I know as uh, chairman of the ministerial candidate committee for the Bible Fellowship Church for many, many years, uh, when we would be introducing men that wanted to be pastors in the Bible Fellowship Church, the very first question that we would ask was to please give us your testimony of when you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, tell us about your salvation experience. That is the very beginning of a relationship to be received into the church and also to gain support. Second, Paul recommends Phoebe to the church at Rome as a faithful worker in the life of the church. Notice verse 1, the words, a servant of the church at Sancria. So she is identified as a servant of the church at Sancria. Exactly what was the nature of her service, we cannot say with absolute certainty. The word for servant here is interesting. It's not the normal word for servant or slave that is most often found in the New Testament when speaking about a person's uh, service for the Lord. Rather, it is the word from which we get the English word deacon. Deacon means servant. And that is the word that is used here. So the question naturally arises, did she hold the office of deacon in the church? Now there have been tons of material written on that subject, some supporting the idea, uh, some that are arguing against the idea that she held the office of a deacon. Bottom line, we cannot say with certainty. However, what we can say with absolute certainty is that it is clear that she was quite active and played an integral role in the church at Sancria. She was respected, she was appreciated, she was highly thought of and regarded, and her service was well received. But I'd like to point out to you that she was not just a servant to the Lord in a generic sense. 
simply the fact that she served the body of Christ, but rather it is clear that she's a servant of the church at Sancria, meaning that she ministered to and under the direction of the church at Sancria, a specific church, a local church, not just the church at large or the body of Christ. She was not a lone ranger that was going around doing good deeds on her own. Uh, she was not an individual that was separate from the church or was not intricately involved in the church, but rather she was a servant of the church at Sancria. One reason that I am asked to do so many recommendations is that because when a person is applying to a Christian college or seminary or applying to a Christian ministry, people want to know about the person's involvement in a local church. And so many of the questions on the form, if a form is provided, read as follows. Have they attended church services regularly? Have they been actively engaged in ministry in the life of the church? How was their ministry received? Did they work well with others, etc.? They want to know before they are going to engage this individual in ministry in their organization, they first want to know about that individual's ministry in their local church. What have they been doing in order to serve the Lord already? That is extremely important to know that history of service in the life of the church. Thirdly, Paul commends Phoebe to the church at Rome as one who has been a patron to many. Now we are introduced to the kind of ministry that Phoebe was engaged in. This tells us what she was doing, if you will. It says that, in verse 2, that she has been a patron of many. The word that is used here, patron, is found only in this place in the entire New Testament. And the ESV translates it well as the word patron. Some other translations simply say that she was a helper to many. But the word means a patron. A patron was a wealthy individual who provided money and influence in support of an individual or organization or a cause. Now we don't use the word patron a great deal today, but we do refer to supporters of the arts many times as patrons, people who make it possible for artists to survive, for museums to exist, for theaters to carry on production. Perhaps we have encountered the word patron in association with a high school play or a musical. Oftentimes there's a program and there are people's names that are listed that have donated monies to help that play come off. And that list of donors is many times referred to as patrons. 
as patrons. But as the word is used here, it has a much greater significance than simply a high school production. The word patron here refers to a benefactor, one who is a mainstay in allowing a ministry to flourish. Thus, the help that Phoebe gave was in the financial support that she provided individuals who were engaged in a variety of Christian ministries. She must have been tremendously generous for our text says that she had helped many. She had helped many. Application. In this church, we have a number of very generous individuals who have been a great help to others, and in particular to the work of the Lord. Now, I'm not going to single these people out publicly as Phoebe was singled out. Nonetheless, you know who you are, and I want to say thank you for your patronage of the work of the Lord. For example, we have one couple that has been very instrumental in supplying the financial support for many of our young people who have gone to seminary. And they have paid the way for that seminary training. They are patrons. And as such, they have performed a wonderful service for the Lord. Phoebe was a patron, and she had been a helper to many. She was to be respected, she was to be welcomed, and she was to be helped. They were to enter into whatever it was that she was supporting. It was worthy of the Romans to enter into that support as well. And then lastly, Paul commends Phoebe to the church at Rome as one who has been a help to Paul personally. A help to Paul personally. Notice the end of verse 2. And of myself as well. Let me read the whole verse. That you may welcome her and the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you. For she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. In completing a recommendation, there are oftentimes a series of questions that are asked in order to try to ascertain the relationship that exists between the person that is filling out the recommendation and the person that they are recommending. And so there are questions such as, how long have you known this person? What capacity have you known this person? Have you been able to observe them personally? What do you know about their home life, etc.? And there are all these personal questions that are valuable if the individual is well known to the person making the recommendation. 
Paul had personally benefited from the ministry of Phoebe. In what form did that assistance come? How much did she contribute? How often did she give? None of that is known. The issue is not specifically what she gave, but rather the fact that she gave. Here is a person of some financial means who laid up her treasure in heaven, who used her wealth as a way of promoting the work of Christ. Thus, she is praised, and she is recommended publicly as an individual who can be trusted, who should be received as a sister in the Lord, and should be helped in the work that she is doing. No doubt, she was not seeking praise or notoriety. That was not her aim in philanthropy. Sometimes people give out of a desire to gain notoriety as a way of being viewed as philanthropic, uh, to be viewed kindly. Uh, They have a hospital wing that is named after them, or at least there is a plaque on the wall that denotes the giving that they have done and uh, the value they have been to a project or an organization. That's not what's going on here. Phoebe is an example of an individual who did her alms privately, secretly, but then the Lord reveals them publicly. Otherwise, her acts go unnoticed. And even in this particular passage, in which it speaks of her patronage. We know very little about what that patronage consisted of, who the individuals were that were helped. We know no details. We just know the kind of person that she was. So too, our God, our good acts, do not go unnoticed by God. Sometimes good deeds are to be rewarded in this life. Always. Our good deeds done in the name of the Lord are to be rewarded in the life to come. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 13, it reads, And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, they may rest from their labors and their deeds do follow them. Application. It is wonderful when we have firsthand knowledge of people's involvement in the work of the Lord is significant. A recommendation is only as good as the reputation of the person who gives it. Thus, those who receive the recommendation want to determine how intimate a knowledge that that person has of the individual. As I said, how long have you known the person? What relationship do you have to the person? Have you observed their ministry personally? Are you acquainted with their personal life? And the questions go on and on. Here, it is the Apostle Paul who's making the recommendation. That, of course, 
carries a great deal of weight with it. When Paul recommended an individual, that person could be trusted. When Paul said that that ministry was important, you could bank on the fact that that ministry was important. He is making the recommendation with a first-hand knowledge of Phoebe. He's not just simply talking about a report that he got from the church at Sancria. He is saying, she personally helped me. She personally has helped me. I find it a joy to be able to do recommendations for people that I know well. People that I have had the opportunity to observe. That I've seen their faithfulness. Their committedness to the life of the church. I've seen their activity. I've seen their involvement. I've seen their sacrifice. I've seen them give of their time, their money, their energies. I have seen their dedication. I've seen the way in which they work with others. The spirit of cooperation. I've seen their submission to the board of elders. I've seen their love for the Lord, their knowledge of the word. And such people, it gives me great delight to be able to write and say, I give them the most high recommendation without any reservation, being fully convinced and persuaded in my own heart and mind that this individual is worthy of your acceptance and worthy of your support. May we all strive to be a Phoebe. May we all strive to gain that kind of reputation in the life of a church that those in leadership are comfortable with giving such glowing recommendations. And as a church, may we understand how important those recommendations are. Important to understand that the history of an individual who wants to serve the Lord. That they in fact do know the Lord. That they have been involved in a local church serving well. And their ministry has been well received. In conclusion, there is much that we can learn from this passage. First, women played an important part in the work of the Lord. It should not be without notice that Phoebe was a woman, and yet she played a very, very significant role in the church, and perhaps the role actually of deaconess. I'm going to say much more uh, as we look at this long list that is given to us in Romans chapter 16 of individuals. There are a number of women that are listed in that list in Romans chapter 16 of people that Paul greets. So I'll talk more about women in the life of the church next week. But what we can learn from this passage is that people who serve the Lord faithfully are to be admired and they are to be respected. We are to give them their due. In order to gain that respect, as well as experience, we must earn it in our faithful service 
in the life of the church. Serving under the direction of the church. Not simply being a lone ranger. And going out and saying, I'm going to do my own thing, serve my own way, and let's get everybody on board to support me. Serving faithfully in the life of the church. Working well with others. Learning from those that can provide oversight and instruction. Phoebe had proven herself. And in proving herself, she was to be accepted. She was to be helped. She was to be engaged in service in the church at Rome. May God continue to raise up such leaders from among us. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this passage of scripture. We thank you for the person of Phoebe. We thank you for her service. Uh, we thank you for her faithfulness. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that she used not only her gifts, but her resources to further the kingdom of God. Uh, Lord, thank you for her example. Thank you for this passage that teaches us the significance of the church and the importance of serving within it. And Lord, teach us about receiving those that come into our midst, welcoming those who know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, accepting them as our brothers and sisters. And Lord, those that have so been faithfully ministering and serving, Lord, that we would acknowledge that service to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.